Yo, welcome to Always Better Than Yesterday podcast with me, Ryan Hartley, and this week it is half term. It is half term. I've got two very special guests with me. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. So, what's your name? My name is Corey. And what's your name? My name is Brooke. Are we having a good half term? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So, we're just about to introduce episode <laughs> 64 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions with Liam McKelvey. Now, this is a very, very inspiring human being. At the age of two, unfortunately, Liam contracted meningitis and had all four limbs amputated. So, this is an exact example of what I mean by when mindset is what separates those from that give up and those that go on to achieve great things. So hope you really enjoy this episode. Um, what do you want to say, guys, before we go? Um, I don't know. I... Why should people listen to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast? Because it's good for your mindset. Good for your mindset. Why should people listen, Brooke? Um... <laughs> so they know what they have. So people know what to do. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the next episode. Thanks for your help, team. Much love, everybody. Let's dive in. Yo, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. Here I have Liam McKelvey from Zero Limits. Um, I connected with Liam on, on Facebook some months ago, and to say that this chap is inspiring is a is an understatement so welcome liam well thank you very much for uh, having me on i would um i would love i won't be able to do your story justice so i'd love to hear from you who you are and, and just tell us a little bit about your story yeah um I'll, I'll go all the way back to the start um it was the day before my second birthday i uh, i felt ill family took me to the, the hospital and it turned out that I had meningococcal septicemia, which is basically a hybrid of meningitis and sepsis. So it's a pretty horrific disease. Mm. Not many people survive it. But um, I'm from Dundee in Scotland myself. And the, the, the hospital in Dundee said, we can't treat this. This is way beyond our expertise. So they put me in an ambulance and gave me a police escort through to York Hill Children's Hospital in Glasgow. Um, but the way meningococcal septicemia works is that for the most part, it starts to block the blood and clot the blood from starting at the toe tips and the fingertips. Mm. And it slowly works its way up the limbs, killing them off, blocking the blood flow. And basically when it gets to your vital organs, that's game over. But there's, a, there's not many ways of stopping it in truth. So um, by the time that we arrived in Glasgow, my limbs had turned almost jet black. They were dying off. And there was like other spots around my body that were just the circulation wasn't getting to. So um, yeah, and when we arrived in Glasgow, the doctors confirmed that this was the worst case that they'd seen in years, probably decades. And I, I wasn't going to survive. I was, I was as good as dead. But the... Uh, they said if I did survive, which wasn't going to happen, but if I did, I would probably be severely brain damaged, probably to the extent that I wouldn't be able to see, speak or hear. So, um, yeah, they, they put me in a medically induced coma, went to the drawing board and started thinking of ways to try and save my life. The, the first suggestion was a new medication that had been tried a handful of times around the world and it would attempt to thin the blood and let the blood flow back into the, the dying limbs and the other dying parts of my body. 
but the, the catch was in the handful of times that this new drug had been used, it thinned the blood to the point that it no longer served the purpose and the, the patient died. So uh, my family they took the risk and as you can see it didn't kill me, but <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't stop the disease. I didn't stop the disease, so um, I went back to the drawing board and I said, look, do you know what, there's only one last thing we could try to do, and that was to amputate the limbs above the point that they were dying off and hope that it worked, and uh, fortunately it did. But the price I paid for that was missing both hands and both feet. My uh, right arm through the elbow, left arm above, and both legs below the knee. In a way, actually, I kind of... I see myself as lucky because, in truth, I should be dead. <laughs> if you look at the statistics, I was a goner. Not only that, I have uh, just enough remaining limbs to do pretty much everything myself without many adaptations. Prime example being that right now I'm in my own flat, my own accommodation. <laughs> the only adaptation I've got in this entire house is the blinds behind me. The cords were too high when they came, no, nobody could reach them, even people with hands couldn't reach them, so I got my family to tie a longer piece of string, but other than that, just by holding my two arms together, I can do pretty much everything. I joke that I've not got any hands, but by holding a pencil between my two arms, I've got better handwriting than most people with hands. So um, yeah, um, wow. growing up, I basically just had to kind of keep pushing myself, because if I didn't pushed my own boundaries, I wouldn't really know what I was capable of doing. And mm. thanks to that, I'm now able to do most things that you really need to be able to do in life. So yeah, I had, uh, throughout the majority of my life, I've just had a kind of can-do attitude. And uh, Where does that come from? Where does it come from? <laughs> I've not really got many other options, to be honest. Mm. And, uh, I kind of have to have this attitude. Because yeah. when you have a, a, a severe disability, you, you can't give up at the first hurdle. Because yeah. chances are you, you're going to fall down at the first hurdle, the second hurdle, the third, fourth. It takes time and time, like endless time, learning just how to do basic things. And uh, so, for example, I, I joked about having half decent handwriting, but that wasn't always the case. Sure. I've held a pen, a pencil many different ways throughout my entire life and it's it's just through trial and error and I, I realised from a young age that look, you know what, if you don't keep trying yep. you're not going to be able to do it so you need to sometimes push yourself beyond that kind of hesitation And because mm -hmm. we, we all know what it's like to fail or to face rejection and it's enough to break most people to be honest but Thing is, if you keep pushing beyond it, you, you learn wonderful things. It's pushing your comfort zone, you learn new skills and become more adept at handling life. And that, that's basically where it comes from. It's this knowledge that if I don't have a can-do attitude, life's going to be extremely difficult for me. And I have, even, even with this attitude, it still has its struggles. So. That's amazing. And so that was when you were two. How old are you now and what are you doing with your time? I'm 23 and uh, I'm a primarily a motivational speaker. I've just mm. going to start doing uh, workshops as well. I've just developed a workshop just a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, 
primarily as speaker doing workshops. And uh, yeah, basically this came from, I was, a, I was an architecture student. I got to the second year of university. I seemed to, everything seemed to be going well. I injured my leg, ended up taking a bit of time off and I fell behind. And it was a nightmare trying to catch up. My mental health ended up at the lowest point it's arguably, arguably ever been. And uh, I ended up dropping out. I was unemployed for a year and a half. I, again, I hit the depths of my mental health. And uh, yeah, it was one day I was looking for And I, because my mindset was so destroyed at this point, the can-do attitude was gone. This is a prime example of why I need to have continually have a positive mindset. The can-do mm. attitude, it was gone. I was searching for this, that, or anything, any job, any career, just anything to get me out of unemployment. And uh, I ended up distracted on YouTube before search for any jobs one day. And I seen a video about finding purpose. And it was in that video that I realized that I could use my experiences, whether they be good or bad, from my past to help other people through their toughest times. Because well, let's be honest, with experiences come lessons. So why do the lessons just have to be for me? So that's basically what spurred me on to become a speaker. Mm, I love that. And um, you know, purpose is something that shows up in my life. And um, seeing Simon Sinek's YouTube talk um, probably a good five years ago. Now that set me off on a trajectory of, of life that I probably wouldn't have been on so quickly if I hadn't got clear on my purpose. And I, I guess you know, what helped you really get clear on what it is that you're here to do and being able to shift that um, pain in your past to purpose in your present. What, what shifted me from one mindset to the other, it was that, that one video kind of something clicked in my head that day. That's when I realized that life doesn't have to be this miserable experience. Mm. Where we can all control our actions, no, no matter what. We can always choose how we respond to something. And instead of letting it beat you up, you can always choose to do the best you can despite your circumstances. So, um, yeah, from that moment forward, I've been investing quite heavily and surrounding myself with like, a, a positive atmosphere. I listen mm. to self-improvement audiobooks, podcasts. I watch videos of other motivational speakers online. I connect with other positive people on the likes of LinkedIn, Facebook and such, such as yourself. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I, I, that's what kind of keeps me, keeps me going is by changing my entire surroundings. It's in turn fine-tuning my head, which mm. then benefiting me by creating a, a positive career and direction. To be honest, I would actually go as far to call it a purpose. I don't like calling it a career. This is kind of, a, it's a purpose. Yeah want to make positive change in the world even if it's just a small impact it's still a step in the right direction mm. when did you realize that you could use it to help others again it comes back to that video <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's strange because you always hear about these stories of like light bulb moments or one just one thing that changes somebody's life I never believed it. I thought, how, how could that be possible? How could you just change your life in one moment? Mm. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm giving all credit to that video. Mm. It, was, it, it, was, uh, it was 
Adam Leipzig, it's a TEDx video. I can't remember the exact title, but you'll find it on YouTube. And uh, yeah, that, that's when I realised that, you know what, this pain and suffering doesn't need to be for nothing. I've, I've had a lot, there's been a lot of pain and suffering and struggles I've had in my life through, both mentally and physically. I've spent countless, countless nights in the hospital in agony on who knows what medication. And sometimes, yeah, there was a time as a child I would wonder why me. But I always seemed to just get on with it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I realised as well, just kind of nowadays, that sometimes in life, if you've not been given a good opportunity, I think it's Nick Vujicic, the speaker, who says, if you weren't given a miracle, perhaps you can be the miracle for somebody else. And that, that's basically what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say to other people that, look, you know what, life's going to kick you between the legs time and time again. And it's... Is, is never fair. It always You always wonder why me, but sometimes you've got to just do the best you can. I and mean, everybody is capable of living a positive life. It's, but it's, it's in your own hands, pardon the pun, or irony. <laughs> wow, that's really powerful. And, you know, I guess with your, um, with your business name, with Zero Limits, I guess, what's the core? Zero Amazing, limits. love that, love that. Love that. Mate, I need to get myself one of those. And I guess, what is the core message that you share with, with people? The core message I like to send out is that I, I don't like to sort of dress everything up and make it all nicey-nicey. Mm. I like to be honest mm. and say, look, if you don't take positive action in your life, chances are positive circumstances aren't just going to happen. You need to, sometimes you need to kick yourself up the backside and say, look, I'm going to have to do something. Sometimes the motivation doesn't find you. You need to actually find it. Sometimes you need to get the ball rolling yourself, no matter how difficult it is. But no matter what your circumstances, there's always hope, there's always a chance. It's just, it's up to you to realise your own potential. It's up to you to actually take that first step beyond the start line. Because... If you don't take that first step beyond the, the start line, you'll never reach the finish line. What's the future for Zero Limits? You know what? <laughs> I, uh, part of me doesn't want to plan it too much. I kind of want to go with the flow and see what happens. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I just want to try and influence as many people as possible. So um, I'm trying to build like a bit of an online following just to... Mm-hmm spread the message to all four corners of the, the map. But at the same time, I'm, I'm going to try and do as many talks as I can. So, for example, one thing I'm now considering is doing free talks for schools just to kind of mm. help out people at such a crucial age. Just tell them, like, before they go off to college, university, job, apprenticeship, anything like that, yeah. that, look, this is in your hands and you can do what you want. Let me serve as proof. So... I'm always coming up with new ideas, new ways to take myself forward. And the thing is, as well, as I learn, it creates more things for me to talk about. Because Zero Limits is essentially, I call myself a motiva- motivational speaker, or just a speaker, but in truth, it's, it's like storytelling. It's kind of telling, people don't remember facts, they remember stories. So mm-hmm. as the, the more my career goes on, or my purpose develops, the more stories I'm going to have and the more that I can relate that back to other people and help them. So it's, it's 
like an ongoing thing. So I feel, yeah, a lot of it I can't really plan at this moment in time, but I feel I'm going in the right direction. I'm moving forward and that's a good thing. I love that. You um, you said at the very start that um, you feel lucky. Um, how, so someone that might be connecting with this and um, going, wow, after everything that's happened in your life, you're, you're still able to turn that into feeling lucky. Like, where, did, where does that come from? Like, how do you turn that into a sense of gratitude for where you're at? I've seen, I've seen both sides of my mental state. I've seen, I've seen me now as a grateful person who's happy to be alive and take every experience for what it is. And I've seen me at the depths of depression where I was extremely mm. grateful and I hated my own body, my own image. I didn't want to leave the house. And I feel that being grateful always has better results. It's, 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 sometimes it's tricky. I know what it's like to be stuck in a negative mindset. and It, kind of, it feeds on itself. It seems to get worse. And it, it's tricky to break out from that. But if you can, it can be liberating. Because if you, if you have an attitude of gratefulness, being grateful, it changes your perspective on the world. It's, you start to see things, the opportunities that you can have, the, the, the positive things that surround you in your life. Whereas if you're ungrateful, sometimes you take these things for granted. You wish for better things and you don't really accept life for what it is. And I feel that's always counterproductive. So it, it took a bit of training to be grateful. In truth, I didn't just wake up one morning and think, wow, it's great to be alive. It took a lot of time and effort to get myself into a positive mindset. But the, it's... I, I can't really see myself becoming ungrateful again because I've seen how positive an impact grateful being gratitude has on your life. Yeah. With um, with all the learning and the the environment and the the inspiring people and the self development you've put yourself through, is there anything that has really helped you? Is there any you know a handful of things that have really made the the biggest difference to you? The biggest difference to me. I, again, I've already brushed on this is positive surroundings, mm. positive people. Any way that you can add positivity into your life, that's to me is what helps the most. Yeah, love that. How can people connect with you? How can people find out what you're doing and follow your journey? Yeah, I'm a, my username on every single piece of social media. I've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, the lot. But to be honest, some some things I've not uploaded to yet, but I'm getting I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. It's a work in progress. Anyway, my username is zero one minutes with a B. Fair enough. I don't know if you've got the pun yet. A lot of people don't realise until like the last minute. Well, like, I was explaining as he as explaining to my wife just before I came on, and I said it's really clever because it's like a play on words, and she looked at me as if to say. I'm not that stupid, dear. <laughs> You'd be surprised in a lot of talks. A lot of people, one guy actually at the end of the Q&A and he was halfway through asking his question and he paused and he just went, I've just got that. And this was after like a 15 minute talk of me walking back and forward on stage in front of him. Yeah, but yeah you can connect with me on all the social medias essentially. Um, on LinkedIn, I'm under just my name, which is Liam McKelvey. And 
you'll get the most in-depth detail at zeroonlets.com. Mm. If anyone's connected with this and is is wondering, you know, they want to be more positive, they want a more positive attitude, more positive mindset. What's the first thing they should do? What's the what's the go-to advice that you would give to help someone develop a positive mindset? Follow me. <laughs> no, no, I'm always joking. Yeah. Well, I yeah. can't it, but perspective, positive surroundings, even stuff like social media. I don't. I've got a new sort of personal Facebook account, and I've got a very limited number of people on it, and I follow pages that like other motivational speakers, motivational topics. If you're wanting to, I, I feel that if you want a positive mindset, the biggest two biggest things you can do are recognize that you want to improve and then change your surroundings to encourage that. Yeah, love that. My um, my business is called Always Better Than Yesterday, and I'm just curious to know what that phrase "Always Better Than Yesterday" means to you. I think I think "Always Better Than Yesterday" is, is brilliant, to be honest, because okay. I don't think that anybody should compare themselves to anybody else. The only person you should compare themselves to is who they were yesterday. And that basically that will always set you on a positive path to becoming a better version of you. And yeah just like yourself probably I, uh, I basically I live by that I'm always looking to be a better version of me so e- even this week for example I've improved tenfold on who I was last week so if, if I continue at this rate for the rest of the year who knows where I'll be so um, yeah yeah always improve on yesterday's key key advice amazing um thank you for taking your time to spend it with me and uh, if you've connected with this uh, on the podcast on youtube please make sure you go give liam a follow message him um, and reach out to him if you need to um, but thank you liam for joining me and thank you for sharing your story i'm sure we only touched the, the very surface of the things that you've been through um, but you my friend are an inspiration thank you so much for joining me thank you very much for having me on Wow, what an inspiring human being Liam is. Uh, I hope that that's inspired something in you to maybe show up a little bit differently, think a little bit differently, act a little bit differently to help you be a bit more better than you were yesterday. What do we think, guys? Good. Good, yeah. Good, yeah. What do you want to say to our listeners? Um, I want to say that if you follow what we've talked about here it will improve your lives much better <laughs> okay happy day are you going to run a podcast in the future um, yeah what are you going to do when you grow up um 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 maybe go um around to my nannies and go in the hot go to your nannies and go in a hot tub whatever you do this week um make sure you do something for yourself and please do share this interview with one person that you think that it will make a difference to um thank you for taking the time to spend it with us i'm going to go and enjoy the rest of half term um and then back to helping people be always better than yesterday full time next week much love guys thanks for your time (laughs) 